I like big books and I cannot lie. Kim and Julie sure can't deny. When a book walks in with a big thick spine, we're gonna have a good time. So, baby, wanna talk books with ya? You get the picture. Just push play and subscribe and turn to chapter five. Hey! Hi, and welcome back to this episode of the podcast. I don't always do introductions before Kim and I's book episodes, but I wanted to tell you guys a few important things. Number one, if you're interested in any of the books in the show, something fun we've been doing is finding an independent bookstore that we want to promote and celebrate and linking all the books from a specific episode to that bookstore. So if you guys have a favorite local or independent bookstore that you want to share, I would love to hear about it. You could send us a message on Instagram. You can find me at Julie Calcote OBM and Kim at Kimberly Weldon. Something else I think you'll want to know about is coming up later in April of 2022, we are hosting a micro audio summit. So what makes this so special is that each of these summits and believe me, we already have plans for several more themed summits coming up throughout the year. This one is really where my heart is. Online service providers, we have, just like everybody else, gone through tough times in the last couple of years, whether our income, our clients, our impact could have been so affected in this last few years. This first summit is really just to help keep the momentum going so you can hit your goals and targets throughout the year. So we're going to have somebody come on and talk about how to build an agency if that's a model you want. We have Brandy Mouse coming on talking all about how to build digital courses and programs. There are some really impactful topics. And most importantly, it's free, audio only, and there's six speakers. So this isn't something that I'm saying block out your whole day or your whole week to listen to all these speakers. There's not a upsell. You have access to this content. Once you subscribe to it, it's yours. You have it. You download it. You listen at your leisure. You re-listen when you want to. It's going to be so much fun. So I'll have more details about that when you can register on IG or if you want to hop on the email list, it's always a good time. We have the Dream Team Starter Kit. If you're an online service provider who's hit your goals, let me help you take back your time with this starter kit. You can find it at julietraining.com backslash starter kit. And now for the most fun part, if you're here to get ideas and inspiration for your TBR list, especially when it comes to business type books, this is the episode for you onto the show. And we're back with our favorite, favorite business book. Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited. I never saw myself reading business books <laughs> until I began my business. And now I have a whole list. <laughs> it's going to be a journey because it's like where we probably started. At least my list is like where I started and then where we are now. Yeah, for sure. I think I started more in like the mindset space. Mm-hmm. So space, you're welcome. But that's a different episode. And then it moved into businessy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I like it. Well, <laughs> well, hit us. Tell us your first business book. Business book recommendation. We're so should we like wait so er, reverse? Missy Elliott. It's your email plan. 
I think we always spend like two or three minutes. If you don't care, fast forward like six yeah. times and you'll be out of it. But how are you? How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm getting ready for spring break. We're going on a little family trip and then all the things happen all at once, like family birthday, mm-hmm. like internal, external anniversary, um, your birthday's coming up, like all these amazing, exciting things, but they all happen like in March. So it's going to be busy. I think would it be like weird if you found me in your suitcase? (laughs) Because am I allowed to say where you're going? Because by this time, by the time this airs, you'll be home probably. Okay. You're going to Hawaii. That's like on my bucket list, like a little Southwest Georgia girl dreaming of the islands. And where's Julie going for three weeks to Hawaii? I'm just going to randomly be in your suitcase. <laughs> Not in your carry-on. Well, <laughs> anybody, that, anybody that's from Hawaii or from Hawaii, you would know this too, because Alaska and Hawaii are... Well, not maybe geographically close together, but if you're from Alaska, it takes minimum three and a half hours just to get to Seattle. So that's like the closest flight we could do. So Hawaii is only five and a half hours away. It's a direct flight. They have deals all the time. Like you can get deals for like $67, $99 tickets to Hawaii one way. And, you know, it's just something that it's like, close. Like for me, I, my heart, like I want to go back to Florida. I want to go to St. John again. That's where I was married. But the thought of like hauling the kids, you know, 12 to 15 hours across, literally across the country. It just happened. It it would be closer for me to go over the pole and go to Germany than it would be to fly to Florida. That's insane because my house is eight minutes from the Florida line. <laughs> like, literally, I could spit on Florida. <laughs> like, like, yeah, so that's nuts to even think about. It's super cool too. I'm so excited for and you. And my mom lives there. So we're not like doing a, you know, hotel kind of like vacation. Like we're going to my mom's house. Mm-hmm. We're just going to like throw the inflatable pool in the driveway and some beach chairs and just like, you know, live that life. I love it. I love it. I'm in the midst of um, birthday prep because Seth is turning three on Saturday. So yes, that Seth is my son. I have two kids, Allie and Seth. So I cannot believe he'll be three. (laughs) And we're going to have his party on March 5th because that's the next Saturday Josh has off. So um, I'm just like, I'll be a little crazy next week, cleaning everything. I'm like, we got to get the baseboard spotless, you know? And Josh is like, no one's going to get the freaking baseboards chill. I'm like, the toilet has to be clean enough for you to eat out of. Like everything has to be so clean. No one mess anything up. Like I, I know how I am and I try not to be, I try so hard not to get crazy when we have birthday parties because I, you know, growing up, I had a few big birthday parties, but it wasn't like, a thing. And I think I try to make my kids' birthdays so special that I turn into a lunatic and I'm like, no one eat off the table. Like, no one puts your shoes on your feet. Like every, <laughs> everyone's in socks, <laughs> you know? And Josh is like, oh my gosh, please like go sit down and have a margarita. Like go, go somewhere, go to Starbucks, like chill. 
So yeah, because you have to enjoy it too. Like uh, in yeah. the moment and present with that huge celebration and accomplishment because you kept him alive for another year. For sure. And if y'all know Seth, then you know that's quite the accomplishment because he is fearless to the nth degree. If you tell him no, he's going to turn his head and give you a look and immediately do it. He's all, he always has bruises or scrapes because he just plays so roughly with everything. I mean, he'll climb up to the top of the swing set and just dive off into the grass because he wants to. And so it, it is a miracle. <laughs> He's as wild as his curls are wild. <laughs> Little boys but, are another level. That's for Yeah, sure. I love it though. I love him. So it'll be fun celebrating him. Yay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now. We got to say hi to the people. What is your first business book that either you started with or that you would recommend? Okay. So my first one that I want to start out with is actually one that I recently read. And we talked about this in another episode, but I'm going to mention it because it it was so impactful for me, but it was of gold and dust um, by Samantha Wills. And I read it on Audible and she narrates it. And it's just her journey from being this 18, 19 year old girl with the dream of making jewelry to transforming that to a seven figure business. And she talks about the realities, the raw realities of that and her triumphs, but also her mistakes. And, um, I wouldn't say failures, but just lessons. I don't like that Mm -hmm. word failure. I think they just need to be termed as lessons. And um, she gets so transparent with it. And I, I, I crave that because I don't like fluff. I'm an OBSer and I want to know because I get imposter syndrome real. I mean, it's like, it'll get me in a minute, but if I go on Instagram and your whole life look and your whole business and entrepreneurial journey looks perfect, it just makes me go, I wish I could do that. But she has a very beautiful way of going. It has not been perfect. It has been rough, but it has been glorious at the same time. And then I just love how courageous she is. She talks about how she felt led to just close her company and start this whole new adventure because she knew that's where God, the universe, and all that stuff was leading her. Mm -hmm. And um, she did it in such an authentic way. And I just love, I love the whole story. If you need some inspiration or if you're like in the throes of everyday freelancer entrepreneurial life and you're like, I, I, I don't know if I can do another year of this or another two years, or another 10 years. I don't know where this is going to go. I'm overwhelmed. I'm burnt out. You need to listen or read this book. It's going to show you that. Even when you're in the midst of that to-do list or you're doing all the things, you're juggling all the things and you're building a team or you've reached the pinnacle of where you wanted to be and you're like, well, where the heck do I got now? This is your book. This mm-hmm. is your book. So Absolutely. I, I love the trend too that I see in the online space because I'm not saying this is true for everyone, but as an OBM and having had the opportunity to work behind the scenes in many levels of different businesses, including multi-seven figure, I what the reality of those businesses look like and feel like behind the scenes mm-hmm. is 
not always what's reflected on the front end. And I'm not saying like show up and, you know, get into the nitty gritty every single day, but I think it gives in the past, the trend was very much like that perfect image and that perfection. And it gives people, even people who are running businesses who other people would say, well, you're quote successful because you've generated this amount of revenue. They don't feel that because they look at other people's businesses and and feel like this feels so chaotic. This can't be like, so they keep it secret and they don't talk about it. So that kind of secrecy at every level, I think perpetuates just an unhealthy cycle. And I think Mm -hmm. if we, everybody was a little bit more transparent and was able to honorable. Yeah. Because there's strength and vulnerability. Yeah. So I think, you know, as long as it feels comfortable, people were a little bit more transparent about what some of those ups and downs look like, it would benefit everybody, including your peers or people further along the journey than you. Yes, absolutely. And that's what that book was for me. And I know that you loved it as well. And it hit you right where you needed it (laughs) at a time you needed it. I sure did. So I started out in this space. You... I've told this story in various forms, but I was home with my daughter and I had worked full time, you know, even in high school, I was working, you know, many hours. And so it was a huge shock to be 30 years old, home with a child, uh, no adult contact. I had friends that had kids, but they were all older than mine substantially. And so I didn't have any friend group at that time that had any kids the same age as my daughter. And so I turned to the Tim Ferriss podcast because it was really long form content. And so I could just put on an episode and listen to it all day or over multiple days. And it felt like I was having a conversation with an adult, or if I did see an adult, I could have a conversation other than, you know, a timeout strategy or potty training or something like that. So I read Tim Ferriss's four hour work week book, which in retrospect, it's talks about how to create systems in your business so you can have a life. And it's so ironic that that's the book that started me in this space. And then I came full circle into partnering with owners to create that, but his mindset and that, you know, that constantly exercising that filter that he talks about in that book is something that's always stuck with me. And it made a huge impact on how I think about things. And that's actually on my to be read list. I have it on audible read. Do you suggest reading the book or to do audible? Like which one, which version did you like best? The frustrating part about the audible version is the the narrator reads like some of the citations. And so there are mm-hmm. sections that might have bullet points and they read like every citation, but some okay. of it was really funny. Like he includes this uh, back and forth between one of his readers who had hired a virtual assistant overseas. And yeah. I think he tried to get the virtual assistant to send his wife a note that maybe was like a little uh, like would have got him in the doghouse. No, it was like <laughs> continuing a fight and the virtual assistant sent flowers instead, but it was like this conversation back and forth. It was really, it was great. I, I did listen on audible. I do have the hard copy. I would say if you don't mind reading some of those citations, then 
either one is fine, but they're beefy yeah. books. So expect it's going to be long. You might be able to listen to it on like a, you know, 1.5 speed or something, but there he, he's a long form podcast host, a long form writer, like a long form blog, like that's his type of content. So yeah. Well, cool. Cool. I'll have to uh, put that on my audible list. I don't, citations really don't bother me too much. So my next one that I read, I kind of read this one in the beginning because I get easily overwhelmed. (laughs) I mean, if I, because I guess I would have to explain it as I grew up uh, in not so much a traditional household as far as being raised by my grandmother and my dad, but it was very much graduate high school, go to college, get a job, work 30 years, retire, Mm -hmm. do your your grandparent thing. It was very much um, that black and white. And so um, 10 years into teaching, when I decided to leave and start my own business, it literally felt like starting over again. I knew zero about the online space other than what I did on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest as a user, as, you know, just someone that wanted to connect with family and friends and like pin recipes. (laughs) So I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. And I, ironically, I had no confidence in my abilities to learn (laughs) at first. And so the program that we both went through with Michaela Quinn, the Live Free Academy, it was formerly known as Overwhelmed Overbooked. She, they suggested this book in the program, either one on one of her podcasts, because I binged it, or maybe it was on a comment in her private Facebook group. I don't remember, but she suggested to read Everything is Figure Outable by Marie Forleo. Thank you. I'm Southern. Thank you. (laughs) And it really inspired me and it gave me a little bit, well, a lot of confidence to go Okay, if I don't know how to do something, I can figure it out. There is YouTube. There are people you, you can turn to that won't think that you're crazy for asking these questions. I mean, her Facebook group is one of them. And then once you and Kate came into my life, like which, you know, background, um, Kate uh, Humphreys and Julie were my first two clients from Michaela's group. And so they had a lot of grace and patience with me because I started out as a VA and I had no idea what ClickUp was. I had no idea. I mean, other than Gmail and Google Drive, that was about it. I had no idea what Trello was, Airtable, all these things that I use every single day now. And I had no idea how to develop content strategy. I mean, you name it. I did not know how to do it. And I, and Julie could tell you, I've constantly struggled with um, confidence issues Mm -hmm. in my ability to learn, but this book really spells it out in such a, such a strategic way for people that get overwhelmed with things and for people that want to begin something, but don't even start it because they're so overwhelmed. She breaks it into strategic steps, like, okay, make your list. In time block, implement this. You know, if you don't know how to do it, turn to the resources that you have, you will figure it out. So yeah. that really helped me in my business life. <laughs> so special. Uh, did you know I took Marie Forleo's B school? Like I can no. tell you many, many, many years ago. What is that B school? What is it's that? her version of online business school. So it's really okay. anybody who wants to build a business online, how you do it from like start to finish. I did not know there was such a thing. Yeah. Like for her. Cool. Yeah, that's how she, yeah. 
Nice, 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 nice. But yeah, I think one of the gals in Michaela's group or Michaela might have, is at one point, I think I remember posting like um, book recommendations for business because I didn't even know, like I just Googled, but then you're like inundated with all these books. And I'm like, I need something that's going to talk to me as a woman, as a mom, as a business owner, all the things. So this one was suggested and it was really good. I probably need to reread it. (laughs) It's been like two years. So yeah, I probably need to reread it. Well, I think if we're going to go, like, I'm going to tell the books in order of how I read them on the journey. And I think on my list next for me was Chillpreneur by Denise Duffield Thomas. So I think I'd started with her book, Get Rich, Lucky Bee. And she, and I think the title actually like spells out the word, you know, (laughs) biatch. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to admit, it's one of those things, like I didn't super resonate with the title, but I liked her energy. I, the book came highly recommended. So I dug into it Mm -hmm. and there are still things in that book that I think about and implement in my life today. And I probably read that book more than four years ago. So it's definitely one that I love, but Shilpreneur was the same. It was like taking this mentality, you know, out of hustle culture, out of, if we're talking about like patriarchy, kind of unlearning this hustle mode and applying that to a business, not to say that you don't work hard, but it's just a different way to frame how you work. It was another, like, if you're thinking about it in terms of for our work week, it's like for our work week, work week written by a woman. Mm. Yeah. I have get rich, like you be on my audible to be read list. And then I need to read the lucky be success right here. I have a hard copy in my hand. So, but I haven't read them yet, but just from like the synopsis, her vibe definitely drew me to her. And she was the one that recommended of golden dust. They're both Australians. So I'm sure she knew more of who Samantha Wills was, but it was on her Instagram that she recommended like two books and that one just really stood out to me. So that's how I found of golden dust. Nice. That is funny. I didn't know they were both Australian. Gotta love those Australians. Mm -hmm. Love those accents. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So my next one, I'm actually in the process of reading on Audible right now. And it's Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And she is the author that wrote Eat, Pray, Love. Mm -hmm. And so Towards the end of this year, in the beginning of this year, I remember talking to you about this, but I was struggling with how to be creative and be multi-passionate, but still like do the businessy thing that says you got to niche down, you got to find your niche, you got to become an expert in your niche, niche, niche. You just hear that word over and over again. And I've always... I struggled finding one and I struggled keeping one because I just don't, I don't identify with that. Like I don't have a niche and I'm okay with that because I am multi-passionate and I want to serve business owners in different areas of their business. 
I like to do social media. I like to do Pinterest management. I'm damn good at both. And I enjoy email marketing and I enjoy blogs and writing them. And I've taken a crap ton, shit ton of courses to do so. I really am. And this book is just hitting me right where I need to. It is what I needed to read in this period of my life because Elizabeth Gilbert and she narrates it. And her voice is so soothing, like mm-hmm. yours, by the way. Just saying. But um, <laughs> you need to do audible books. Okay. So I just got to write a book first. <laughs> back to the point. Oh, yeah. Back to the point. Back to the point. But um, she just talks about how to unashamedly and unapologetically be creative in your life and how if you stifle that, if you lose that, if you don't jump on the opportunity when it hits, then it'll be given to somebody else. And that, and that has been um, a tale in her life because she discusses how she's had these ideas for these like best-selling books and how she didn't grab a hold of those opportunities when they were given to her and how they pass along to other offers to authors, authors, just the way that God in the universe, wherever you believe in the way it worked out and her, her ability to tell that story. It's just really good. It's if you are a creative, if you consider yourself someone that is multi-passionate and wants to do multiple things in their life. This is definitely a book for you. And I actually just bat like I batched content today. I do every Wednesday morning. Um, well, I'm getting to do it every Wednesday morning. I kind of took a break for a couple months when I was dealing with pneumonia and COVID and all that. But I just recorded something this morning just to encourage people who are multi-passionate and who have multiple things that they want to do, that it's okay. And to embrace that. And so this book is definitely a good book to read. If you're, if you connect with that in any way. Yeah. I love that book so much. And if we want to bring it another like full circle, Samantha Wills also recommends that book. And I'm golden. There you go. (laughs) That's cool. I forgot that you hadn't got to that part yet. No, I hadn't. No, I'm at the part where she is talking about how you don't have to spend thousands upon thousands of dollars to go to school to, mm-hmm. you know, learn how to develop your gift that the gift is already inside. You just need to start mm-hmm. doing it and putting yourself out there. And I'm just like, I love that because I have so many student loans. <laughs> <laughs> Could have used this book 10 years ago, <laughs> yeah. but, but no, I, I love that. And the story, I, it the story about how, um, I won't tell too much, but there was an idea and she didn't um, grab that opportunity. And then like somehow it worked out that one of her really close friends had a similar idea, wrote a similar book, had no idea that they, it was kind of like the universe passed it from her to her friend and it was really cool. And she was so supportive and, and then it went into that. So it's just like her journey on being creative and authentically yourself and using your gifts to the best of your ability. So I feel like this next book came as they all do at a perfect time because this is probably earlier on in my journey while I was still trying to figure out how to balance 
mom life, home life, friend life, self-care life, and a business. And not that I have it all balanced and have it figured out now, but as you go, you start to figure those things out like that things start to settle. And at this point they were definitely not settled and Mm -hmm. I needed something to help me free myself of distractions that I didn't want, you know, because sometimes we just get in the habit of being distracted or we in a broader way, live in a time that we have things that are constantly competing for our attention in a way that for those of us who were like eighties or nineties babies, we just really didn't have the amount of information coming at us or at our fingertips that we have progressively ever since then. So this book is one that I recommend a lot to people. It's called deep work by Cal Newport. Mm-hmm. And Cal is a professor. I think he has a book that talks about how to survive without an email address. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't have email or operate from there, but wow. he talks about how to use these blocks of work and how, if you're able to focus in small chunks of time, you can make massive, massive impacts in your life. And he talks about it from a point of view of a professor writing papers, but he applies it to many different types of work. And so he gives you so many strategies and ideas, how to really cut out distractions that you don't want how to think deeply about problems and how to carve that time out in anybody's life. Like this, this isn't for like old stuffy white guys that don't have any responsibilities. Like these strategies work no matter what kind of life that you have. Right. I love that. I struggle with distractions. So yeah, time blocking has been pretty effective for me, but still like I'll get, cause as a social media manager, I'm running all these different accounts. So I'm constantly getting notifications. And I'm like, Oh, I got to comment back to her. Oh, she messaged her. I need to make sure that I share the story that she was mentioning. So, you know, it's like constant and I love, you know, I love doing that stuff, but if you sit down to concentrate on one task, it can be difficult at times. It really can. Mm-hmm. So, um, the only other one that I have to mention, I think I'm going to really save this one for the mindset episode that we are planning on doing, but Jennifer Allwood. Oh my gosh. I love her. Um, she talks 90 miles a minute and it's really hard for me to understand because we talk slow around here, <laughs> but her book fear is not the boss of you. So good. So freaking good, but it, I'm going to save it more for the mindset piece because that's what it really connected with me with. But also it as a business, and I talked to you about this this week because it really, for like the last month, I have been obsessive. Like I think about this embar- an embarrassingly amount. You know what I mean? Like so many times a day that it just... It runs through my brain, but she talks about her story of taking, she went to college and she got a tech degree that she absolutely hated and got laid off, began a painting business and then turned that painting business into different streams of income. But there was always a cap there. So she's like, what can I do with my life? to make multiple streams of income from a passion or a service that I offer. And so that's where I'm at right now. My business 
figuring that out. I'm like in the very beginning stages of it, but you know, you start your journey and you're just trying to like figure out how to be a VA. <laughs> you're like, yeah. How do I uh, download a contract to Dubsado? Because <laughs> I'm still learning that one. You know, <laughs> you're like figuring out all the things and all the skills and all the strategies and the marketing and all that. And then I'm almost two years into this gig and I'm like, okay, I'm officially over trading my time for money. I want to continue to do that because I absolutely love working with my clients. Like I'm not giving up that side of it because I, I just need those relationships in my life. I love it. But I also want to create multiple streams from the services that I offer. So one thing that I do right now is I create, I mean, I don't even know how many templates a week. It's probably at least a hundred graphics a week. I kid you not between all my social media and my Pinterest clients. And I love creating graphics. I'm, I don't have a graphic design background. I just know it looks good. I like it. Okay. And I like, and I'm in Canva every single day. Um, I could probably, I need to be a Canva affiliate. Do they have those? Because I know me some Canva, but I'm going, I'm in the process. I bought an Etsy course, shocker. I totally binged it in one weekend. So I'm going to open an Etsy store, probably multiple stores in the future, selling social media templates, selling um, media kits, selling uh, ebook templates and course templates and all the things that I can figure out because everything's figure outable. It sure is. (laughs) But no, why not? I take the service that I'm already doing and turn it into another stream of income. And I don't call it passive because it's not going to be passive. No, no. there's a lot of work that goes into it, but um, that's where I'm at now. And I have, you know, all these ideas in my head for multiple streams in the future, but I'm just going to do a little bit long at a time and build that from there. And Jennifer is one of the ones that her book really inspired me to do that. She also has a podcast. Um, She has another book coming out um, that, and I think this year she mentioned it on her podcast, but um, that is, I don't know if it's a sequel, but it's correlated to fear is not the boss of you. But if you like someone that loves Jesus and talks really fast and has wild curly hair, she's your girl. She's mine. I like it. I dig it. I dig it. I just kind of like rewind it and like re-listen to some parts because she talks really fast. (laughs) But yeah, and I'll mention, you know, more about her journey and stuff and her mindsets as far as overcoming fear in our mindset episode. But business-wise, oh man, it's like giving me life right now because I'm trying to navigate that and bounce ideas off you and talk your head off about it at this point. (laughs) I love that that book inspired that for you. That's really, I think everybody gets to a point where they build their business to a certain level and then they say, how can I leverage what I'm doing? And really, if you think about it, it's just broadening your net of being able to support and touch people's lives too, because once you're able to help somebody one-on-one, you think, wow, if I could figure out how to multiply that impact, I can help so many more people. Mm -hmm. And the technology and the things that are out there today just allow us to do that in such an easier and more streamlined way. It's just a gift. 
Right, right. So if you're listening and you're to that point in your business too, I mean, some of the ideas that I'm going to get to, but I just can't conquer them all at once. But I'm beginning the Etsy store to sell my templates. And then I will officially start a blog this year. It's on my vision board. It's on it. I want to do ads and affiliates on my blog. I want to promote the courses and programs that I've taken that have been life-changing for me. So that's affiliate income there. Um, I am going to do Jordan Gill's virtual conference for VIP and strategy days because I probably get five to 10 DMs a week about Pinterest or social media questions. So why not sit down with you and offer those services in like a a day, a one day coaching or something like that. Like Jordan, I know this program is going to help me figure that out as well. And then there's just several other ideas in the works, but that's just a few off the top of my head. So that's really exciting. Yeah. Keep so us updated. I know. And if you're there, definitely go check out that book and or her podcast. So very good. Yeah. So I'm looking at my books now and I see this like kind of funny theme. So you could tell my OBM side came fully through as it <laughs> should in business building books. But this is one of the ones I read most recently and it's called Do Less by Kate Northrup. And this is like, you could see where this journey like started and how it evolved. But Kate talks about how to have a business in a way that supports your life, like a continuation of chillpreneur. But Kate talks a lot about using different natural cycles in life, uh, in your business, and also just sharing like how they might impact your business. So for those who have like a monthly cycle, she talks about how your monthly cycle, you can structure your month, your tasks, your life around where you might be energetically based on that cycle. Um, she also shares a similar like monthly structure if you want to follow the moon and how we might be pulled just biologically by the shifting of that, you know, in the atmosphere. And she talks about seasonal support. And so you can take this and say, you know, spring, summer, winter, fall, how did those seasons look in our business? And they might correlate with the physical seasons of the year. If you live in a place that have those, but they might just be used. Like Kate recently has shared. I'm part of her origin membership community. So within that community, she has shared how she's had very long winter type seasons that have lasted more than a year, maybe multiple years and what that felt like, what that looked like. And so some of these cycles, they might not be structured in a way where we think about them currently, but having a framework to put in what is happening in your life and business is so powerful. And it's also really comforting to me to know that people at every level of business are going through these types of things. And so you can look at then once you're able to kind of track these things, whether it's in your like biological life, whether it's, you know, with the moon, whatever it is, you can start to say, I recognize I have really great energy in the sense that I want to talk and be visible with people during this week of the month or during this time of the year. So let's structure my business to schedule those types of interactions at that time where I'm at my best. And when we start to feel like uh, more internal, maybe 
just not so quote productive in like a traditional sense, framing it and saying like, even though the plants are still under the snow, even though it's winter, things are still happening. And that's a necessary part of the cycle. So don't try to push yourself through or convince yourself or drag yourself along, like let yourself fully be present and that level of acceptance in all parts of your, your life and your business um, is such a powerful message. And she has lots of great nuggets in there, but for me, that's really what I've taken from that book and moved forward with. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I didn't even know or understand anything about how do I want to word this cyclically, you know, Mm -hmm. doing that in your life, in your business. And you suggested the Ali Kazaza. Is that how you say her, her name? Jesus, help me. Is that <laughs> so, her name? Kazaza? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that. <laughs> her podcast, she did a whole episode about how she schedules her business around her cycle and now how that has enhanced her creativity, her productivity and stuff. So that's, that stuff fascinates me. Yeah. I think if you're interested in what that looks like, it's a good way to, to investigate that. And Mm -hmm. I have some just honorable mentions. There are so many books that are out there, obviously that could benefit Mm -hmm. a person depending on where they're at in their business. And I love free to focus. If you are in that, like deep work. Like if that book resonated with you, free to focus by Michael Hyatt. Michael Hyatt has a great suite of business type books. And that's one that could really help you with that deepening of your ability to focus on work. I think in the OBM community, a popular book that people recommend is called built to sell. It asks you to think about how to structure your business. So if you were going to sell it, like what you would need to put in place. And a lot of times people read the book, not because they want to sell their business, but just because they want to operate at the best and highest capacity they can. Company of One is also another book that really goes into structuring, leveraging your time and productivity. Mm -hmm. Uh, From Six to Seven Figures, I think is a nice book. If you are sitting at like a solid six-figure business in terms of revenue, and you have a goal of moving into a seven-figure business or growing your business, this book talks about what structures and things need to shift and adjust in order for you to make that transition. Because just like at every spot in your business, things need to happen. Like a lot of people can get to six figures and then they might hit a wall and just not be able to, for lots of reasons, right? Mindset, Mm -hmm. um, structures, internal and extra external factors, but this book really will take you on like a journey of what some of those things are. So you could start working on them now. And then launch by Jeff Walker is classic. It's like what everybody refers to when they talk about launching anything. And that could be an Etsy template shop. It could be a large, like (laughs) multi-five figure or six figure launch. It just talks about what that process looks like, how to think about it. And it's such a valuable book. If you're working with clients who are doing launches, and if you have any thing that you want to bring to the world, it's like the foundation book that everybody's going to recommend. So those are my brief 
honorable mentions for business building books? Yeah, I'm going to have to check out that Jeff Walker one then because even my clients, like they have launches all throughout the year for different products and stuff. So not only would that help me, but that would help them as well. And if you guys want an episode just on books about launching and that will help you in the sales and launch process, we can definitely do that episode because it's it's one that is close to my heart. I, I don't mind launches. I think when you get into this space, especially as an OBM, you, most people will either hate or love launching. And I, I love launching, you know, that energy is yeah. the Enneagram seven vibe all day long. <laughs> it's not an Enneagram two. <laughs> but yeah, that's right up your alley around the corner. Yeah. So we could talk about books that you can use and resources that you can use to help you launch. And also that just strategy, like, you know, the strategy is always changing, like the tools that you might use are changing, but the philosophies and the the underlying structures are always going to be the foundation. Yeah, that's a good word. Okay. The (laughs) underlying foundation is always going to be the same. It's just like, you're going to plug in different, you know, tools. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, if there's a favorite business book that you have that we haven't read or that we didn't mention, please, we love reading. We love to hear your recommendations. And I tell you, when Kim or I get a message or DM or an email of anybody talking about books or like talking about the episode and saying what they might read or giving us a recommendation, we share those immediately. Like it's it's very exciting. (laughs) Yes. It makes us so happy. (laughs) It really does. So it makes us super happy. Yes. If you ever want to have a conversation and DM with me, that's very excited. (laughs) Bring me a book recommendation or talk to me, start talking to me about books and it's, it's over. You won't be able to get rid of me. Yeah, for sure. Same, same. That's why you're stuck with me now, Julie. (laughs) Begin with books. That's fair. That's fair. I'll come down and be neighbors with my cousins. Yes. Amen. Come on down to the South. We don't have any of that up there. All that crazy weather. Nope. We're 75 degrees today. <laughs> it's February. We're recording this at 75 degrees. Well, we will be back soon with more book episodes. And we're so happy that you guys are liking these. I I don't know. Did I, I think I didn't tell you this yet. But our spicy book episode was the most popular episode of the last three months. So you guys listen. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to do another one because we have plenty of them. I love it. I am here for it. I'm here for it. At least we know everybody is like a closet. A closet freaking weirdo. And I'm here for it. I'm not so closeted, (laughs) but I'm here for it. So we're glad you guys liked that one and we will, we'll talk about it and we'll bring you a number dose of the spicy books. Yay. All right, friend. Well, we will see you on the flip side. All right. Bye guys. Bye.